David. Griffin. I have a bad feeling about this. Oh. Uh, my name's Griffin Newman. Uh, I'm David Sims. This is uh, Griffin and David present. Ah! Revenge of the Podcast! Uh, Revenge of the Podcast. This is our new mini-series. Do they say, I have a bad feeling about this in this one? They oh, say yeah. it a lot in the second one. Oh, yeah. yeah. They say it within the first 20 minutes of this film, which mm. is what we're covering today on today's episode, as is tradition. It's tradition. We always- We have so many hoary old traditions. We break off a mini-series, which is the first, up into the first crazy edit. Yep. So there's, what do you call it? It's not a wipe edit. It's the one It's like a windshield wiper edit. <laughs> it's like the one. It's like, it's like the clock edit. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the hands of a clock. Yeah, we're doing the first battle sequence slash lightsaber fight mm-hmm. slash plane crash. 22 minute. It's a, I just called it a cartoon episode. It's like an episode of, an episode you know, of Samurai Jack. I have an al- analogy. Well, in, except it's not a masterpiece. Right. I have, I have an analogy uh, I want to throw out later in the episode. But I, uh, just, you know, let's just set the table quickly. Yeah. Because who knows? Maybe first time listener. It could be. Uh, this is a series. Uh, it started out as, as us doing a limited series about The Phantom Menace, a film that we thought never got a sequel. Yeah, we're real stupid. George Lucas's sci-fi opera clearly had big plans, bigger narrative ambitions. We found out at the end of that miniseries that, in fact, there was a sequel called Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the real second, good. The second Phantom Menace movie. Yeah, uh, we took a brief detour into uh, judging the judge. It's okay. Let's let's stick on Star Wars for now. <laughs> the original question was, what is the Phantom Menace about? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And then this with Attack of the Clones, it was, is this a good sequel? Wait, do you have a core question for this third film we've just uncovered? You don't. I don't have one yet. Okay. I mean, I have, to make a, I have to make a confession. I, this week, for two reasons, uh, only watched up to the point that we're discussing today. Okay. One is I thought, let's keep it fucking pure. Mm. Okay? I have now uncovered the memories because we we didn't know this movie existed, and then we realized we did in fact know it existed. I know why I buried the memories. I'll tell you that. Much. I saw it three times in theaters, and I don't Some remember. Twice. I don't remember like any of it. So, really, like you really don't. I remember the end only. Sure. I feel like yeah. I was watching this shit, and I like I none of it was ringing a bell. Um, but so I I watched the first twenty two minutes only because I was like, keep it pure. I actually, don't have the knowledge of where it's going when you're watching it. You know. Okay. And only talk about it uh, the what the beginning call. sets up. Yeah. Um, and uh, two was a, a, a poor time planning on my part. Yeah. Um, That's the real reason. Time management. I put it on last night and uh, just couldn't turn it off. Yeah. Um, I'm just bringing up the opening crawl. I don't have a core question yet because I, I, I haven't seen the whole thing yet. But I, I think it... Um, Shoot. Uh, I'm trying to find the right way to word this. I feel like it has to be something about, like, now that we know he's made three of them. George Lucas. We can't, writer and director. We've been analyzing these movies from this stance of, like, what was he trying to do? What 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 did he want this to build to? Okay. We now have the complete picture. The Star Wars trilogy. The Phantom Menace trilogy. That's true. Right? Yes. I feel like the question has to be, like, what what was... Does this conclude the story well? Yeah, you know. Yeah, I guess. I guess yeah. that's the question. That's is the this question. A, is this a fitting end to the Star Wars trilogy? That's the question. Yeah, that's the mystery. That's the investigation. We figured it out. There we go. Jeez, it's like pulling teeth with you. I haven't been sleeping well. A long time ago, uh huh, in a galaxy far, far away. We talked about this before. I just want to stop once again. Not discuss enough that these are period films. 
for crying out loud. I really, yeah, they're it's so ridiculous. They're period movies. They're period pictures. Stop saying period. They're period pictures. Uh, yeah, they're set a long time ago. Long time ago. I'm just I'm rolling over my power cord right okay. now. All right, there we go. So we're reading the crawl. Okay, this is always it's always exciting to break off a new crawl. Yeah, right. I yep. mean, it's a good way to start. We like a crawl. Revenge we like a good crawl. By the way, this movie is garbage. I have just 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 only a, watched a, the first a, twenty-two minutes. Yeah, just That's... a, a f- f- frothy shit. That's what this movie is. I'm trying. I I no. want to be. I don't. Cause it's, David, it's immediately David, worse than the other. David, two. we can't get this cynical and negative. I know you don't want me to be negative. We're gonna make it ten episodes. You don't want me to be negative because we got to do ten episodes. This might not be a ten episodes. It might not be. I don't. We, think it it might break be. us. I don't know. We're gonna see. What I want. It somehow looks worse than the last one. I will say I got some really good guests lined up. I haven't talked to you about what? it. What? Yeah. Not specific dates, but I've been like reaching okay. out to people and getting time frames of like, okay, I'm off work these two weeks. I'm back this week or okay. two weeks. So like, let's talk about we, that. We're, we're gonna have some fucking killer guests coming up. All right. Here's the opening crawl. Yeah. Excited for the guest. Yeah. Okay. War. Oh, I mean, uh, David, come on. It's pretty David, good. come pretty on. Good. The Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord, uh, Count Dooku. Okay, okay, so kind of sure, crum- cool. Although you're like, oh, why didn't we see that Cr- crumbling? That sounds fun. Like, let's watch some of that. But, but, it, anyway. but David, it's not worded as the Republic has crumbled. It is crumbling. We're mid-crumble. We're going to get to see some of the fucking crumble. Now, here's... This this sentence not 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 quite so much. I like fucking active. We're in the action. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. What? Yeah, I don't know what that really there are means. Heroes on both. So you're saying like there are good people and bad people on both sides of this? I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, it's a, a little war. less it's a, compelling. It's a war. Yeah. Not every person is. All right, now here we go. Heroes are, right. there's evil. And now we've got like a. The, Wait, the, say that sentence one more time. There are heroes on both sides. Okay. Evil is everywhere. Well, it sounds. It's like- very existential. Yeah, it also it kind of contradicts Don't forget, itself. evil is everywhere. There's heroes on both sides, but there's evil. So he's just saying a good lo- and bad. A lot. Okay, you fuck. Know, mix. Yeah, it's a mix. Okay. Rainy okay. and sunny. Okay. All right. Now here's this is about as blinding a left turn. This is a U-turn. Okay. I'm gonna eat some peanuts while you read this. Yeah. In a stunning move, the fiendish droid leader General Grievous has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, leader of the Galactic Senate. Okay, first off, George, a little, you know, uh, to describe your own yeah, move is stunning. Yeah, pump You it. know what I'm saying? Like, you're not saying, like... And not like the Black Eyed A man of stunning it. power. You're saying, like, a stunning narrative turn. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. In a stunning off-screen narrative turn, yeah. a, a person you've never heard of... Okay, wait, give me give me the sentence again. In a stunning move, the fiend-destroyed leader General Grievous has swept into the Republic capital and kidnapped Chancellor Palpatine, the leader of the Galactic Okay, okay, okay. So So, Palpatine's a hostage. Yeah. Pretty cool. Which is interesting because we also know... Yeah, he's pulling the strings on both sides. Right, and we don't know who Grievous works for. Who he is or what he is or what's going on or why he's fiendish. Yeah, no, okay. (laughs) So I'm kind of liking this now. Okay, so Grievous... No, I am. I'm liking this a lot. I got a Steffi. Grievous is a droid general. Does that mean he is... A, a the general of the droids does he command all the droids is that his job that they went okay clones well, one side humans non-cloned humans one side droids one side three sides like a triangle or do they is he did they need a general and they were like let's build one as the separatist droid army attempts to flee the besieged capital with their valuable hostage two jedi knights lead a desperate mission to rescue the captive chancellor Dot, dot, dot. I wonder which two. It's good to know. It's interesting to note that, like, this preamble really only speaks to the first 20 minutes of the movie. Like, the rest of the movie, this doesn't really have anything to do with. Which is maybe... Because the first 20 minutes solves this issue, yeah. the kidnapping, and the war, pretty much. 
like you know, ninety percent of it at least. Maybe how the crawl should function. Like maybe, maybe. just yeah, set sure. up. So we have mystery. It's just so some we backstory. Have, right. Okay. So the two Jedi's I'm guessing are going to be Yariel Poof and Yaddle. And, and you're absolutely. Yaddle never shows up again. We actually never talked about no, that. She's, she's only in episode one. She's not one. in the council. In the other ones. Um, they uh, fired her. Yeah. Uh, I this is this is a good sidebar just because uh, a lateral thinking uh, no one listening would would have this thought. Um, uh, Yaddle and uh, uh, Yermian uh, Quermian Yeriel Poof mm. um, makes me think of uh, I, last night I was reading our reviews on iTunes. Okay, producer Ben, Woo! aka producer Ben, aka Ben Deucer, aka Hello Fennel, aka Mister Positive, aka the Haas. Hey, that's great. I'm so excited to hear that people are leaving reviews. That's so awesome. 25 five-star reviews. Oh, well, that's yes. really great. Thank you, guys. That's one, so great. One-star review. What? From Fine. some fucking Sith Lord. Oh, really? Out there. I don't know who it was. They didn't write the did review. Did he identify himself as a Sith Lord? You're not didn't supposed to do that. They did not write the review. Oh, they, they just, just gave a one-star. Can you pull it up, though? Because we have... I'm trying to find it. Yeah, okay. my, the internet in here is really bad. Yep. We had a review... Um, that corrected. They, you know, very nice things people had to say, including the two reviews written by Ben. Um, very, <laughs> thank very you, Ben. Nice yeah. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> and you'll know which two they are because one of them is signed the Haas, and the other one is signed Mister Positive. Um, but uh, one of the reviews pointed out that we have been making a big faux pas across too many series. The What's Jedi that? with the cockroach face, who we have been calling Clue Clune this entire time, yeah. Is in fact called Plo Clune. Oh shit! That's like how you pronounce Show it. Clune. Sorry about that. So his name is never said aloud. I believe no. that's part of the problem. Apologies to Plo Clune. Yeah. Apologies to the cockroach race he represents. He's got a cockroach face. Okay. Well, I'm just loading these reviews. They'll be ready okay. in like 20 minutes. But, so but like, hey, let's... <laughs> you know what? Keep it up. Keep rating. Keep mm-hmm. reviewing. Unless you're a fucking Sith. Mm-hmm. We got in no time case, for your one star yeah. garbage. Three or higher. Guess what? No, if... five or higher. Okay, how about this? Six or higher. Well, no, then no one's going to leave a review because they won't figure out how to leave a six-star review. Have you been watching the review? Yeah, it's the best. Did you see the six-star yeah, episode? It's yeah, the it's best. fantastic. That's my favorite show on television. <laughs> it's the best. Um, I give it six stars. Me too. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm throwing down the gauntlet Just right now. Uh, if you give us a one-star rating or a review, you are not allowed to listen to the show anymore. <laughs> Boom! Done! <laughs> Done. Fuck you. Done. No fucking sifts allowed. If you give us one star or you write a nasty comment, you're fucking out. You're I'm, out. I'm deeming you a Sith. You got to wear that on your fucking chest like a scarlet ladder. Have fun getting employed. You got to go door to door when you move to a new neighborhood and knock. The Sith tell everyone really, that you're a Sith. They really struggle with getting employed. They it's really tough do. to find a job once you've been, you know, identified as a Sith Lord. Yeah, but here's for me That's if, actually not true if you ask you've seen me, this movie. Yeah, if you ask for if you ask me, it speaks a lot to the way that our country stigmatizes uh, mental illness. Do you know what I'm saying? Cuz like You're saying the Sith are mentally ill? I'm saying I don't like what they do, but perhaps we should investigate what leads someone to become a Sith in the first place. Hey, I found our podcast on iTunes. Okay, let's read some reviews. Here's some reviews. Um I think the Sith are mentally ill. Why would any sane person want to be a Sith? That's not cool. Ooh, we have a parental advisory. Really? Content. Okay. Well, it was all that TC14 yeah, talk. I, I, had to make, oh, I had to make a call there. I do talk about robot pussy a lot. All right, well, here's, <laughs> yeah. here's the Crab Things review. Okay. Quote. Uh, the title of the review is Mr. Positive. Quote. Hate these guys. Attack of the Clones is dumb. Five stars. Five stars. 
So thank you for that. So, uh, oh, he's a bit, mm, don't know if he's a Sith or not. Here's Jenna Carley. Uh, yeah. Very informative. I learned a lot about Rachel Bilson's personal life. Great show. That's all we Five could ask. Stars. I'm really glad we could be at service. Yeah, yeah, that's great. From Lawsondell. Okay. Fanfic. Mm-hmm. This is just for the fanfic episode. Unbelievably sexy. Five stars. Well, David, sounds like it's time for you to drink my diarrhea because you- <laughs> No, thank you. Hated that episode, didn't want it to happen, tried to shut it down, and we got fucking specific fans who are only here for the fanfic. Uh, and that was Ricky Irwin who pointed out that you're saying Plo Kloon wrong. Yeah, good guy. Good guy. Good man. Um, I'm trying to... Cold Milk. The most delightfully offbeat and weirdly insightful film pot. No, this one's actually just nice. It's not weird. Thank There's, you, though, Cold Milk. He's, it's a great man, Chris Cookson. Oh, I like this one. We read like his theory one. in Fan Mass. He, he, Cold Milk has one line I really like. If you oh, can turn Jesus. your screen over. All right. Uh, 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 Griffin's enthusiasm, stories, and willingness to potentially sabotage his career for a joke. <laughs> <laughs> really, really carry the podcast. <laughs> Whereas my more understated tone compliments. But, you know, he really just likes you. Um, well, that's he's an old calling friend of mine. He's an old friend of mine. Oh, okay, we, friend. we were friends uh, like right. 10 years ago. Yeah. Literally butter. I love this podcast and listen to it almost daily to fall asleep. My girlfriend, however, is not a fan. Five stars. Mm-hmm. Don't leave us a review, girlfriend. Yeah, this is my favorite comment. They're saying that our podcast is literally butter or that's the name, the username? Literally butter is the username. Okay. But our podcast is literally butter. So I love that he loves it. I don't know what to, I mean, I wonder what kind of dreams he's having. And also, is he saying we're, we're a snooze fest? Uh, no, look, I listen sometimes to a podcast to sort of doze off. It happens. I couldn't fall asleep last night, so I I pulled up a I pulled up a YouTube uh, playlist of uh, old Italian men talking about pizza. Sure, sounds great. <laughs> Just listen to old Italian men talk about pizza. Okay, uh, Patrick Cotner. Hey, hey, Pat. Hey, Pat. Says, all the movies. I hope they do all the movies. Every movie ever. Five stars. Well, I mean... We used to think there were only six movies in total. Now we're starting to realize there are more and more. So I think we might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's- and finally, I wanted just the okay. one-star yes, review. Yes. It's a review. Really? Yeah. No, no. Listen to this. Don't okay. look. Okay. From 5top, E-A-T-1-N-G, which stop eating Okay. in, in uh, speak. Okay. Stop eating on Mike. It's disgusting. One star. Eat some peanuts right now for that motherfucker. So, yeah, we have 25 reviews, 24 or five stars, one one star. Still pretty good. Doesn't hurt our average rating. That's actually really gross. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, Ben's, like, turning your mic down right now. Turn it up. <laughs> so. Hey, this is, I just want to say, record time for us to avoid talking about the movie. Yeah, seriously. We're 20 minutes into episode one. Oh, right. no, we, I let it run a little bit, so we're probably only about 11 in. Okay. So, this movie begins with mm-hmm. a huge opening battle over Coruscant. Yeah. Between a bunch of triangle-shaped ships and donut-shaped ships, and I guess there's a lot of smaller ships kind of weaving around. Less smaller droids. But you can't really, uh, yes, droid ships and stuff, you can't really tell what's going on. I gotta stop you already, because this is my first complaint I have about the movie. Yeah, please. This is not what, uh, how a Phantom Menace movie is supposed to start. Okay, so how is a Phantom Menace movie supposed to start, in your opinion? With an assassination attempt, as the second movie does? Da, 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 da. Crawl, 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 crawl. Yeah. 
does then that fades into just space. Mm-hmm. Then we see a ship go by. Yeah, that's true. The okay. first one, it's the, uh, the the Jedi ambassador ship, you know, mm-hmm. and in the second one, it's uh, you know Amidala's. Yeah, uh, uh, Royal Cruiser. Whatever yeah, and this one, it's like we see the sun. Yeah, and then we kind of pan down to Coruscant, and then we see this like epic battle is happening. We over see there are Coruscant. like a billion ships. Yeah. Right already, I'm like this movie is is kind of saying like like it's zooming out as wide as possible. This is something I'm going to talk about a lot. Yeah. Like it's really trying to show off how much detail it can fit into a frame, which is annoying. Congratulations, yeah, you've great done job, it. Georgie. Tons of detail. I hope you're happy. Yep. Drink that detail in a cup of my diarrhea. Mix it in with diarrhea. I got a fucking diarrhea McFlurry machine. You can pick your mixin. Your mixin is details. Carry on. We pan down. Yep. One ship, the central ship, sort of flies by in classic Phantom Menace fashion. Yeah. But there's so much other fucking shit going on. What usually happens is ships flying by. Right. Then there's like a big action. Right. And then there's like a lull, right? And then, yeah, yeah, we, we right. get so, to something. So in, yeah. in clones, we got ship goes by, lands, there's a lot of silence. You see people standing there. It's like peaceful. It lulls you into it. Explosion. Yeah. So it's a. Bad opening. In Phantom, we see the ship going by. They're communicating uh, yeah. permission to dock, like, this Yo. and that. The ship land. There's like four minutes before they get in, but it like it situates yeah, you into the world. Not this time. War! My brain immediately turned off. I know. It's really terrible. It's such a fucking overload. Well, especially because it's like, yeah, it's a cartoon. It's just a cartoon thing you're watching. It's just like... And it's like 17 minutes before we have more than one line long, of dialogue at the same time. Real long. Right? So you've got... I like the balance between like actors... Because this shit's going on. I don't care. You've given me no reason to care. Don't yeah. assume just because I watched the two other movies. Maybe do your big space battle at the end. Like yeah. in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Where it doesn't work, but it works better than this. You gotta let us get into our seat. You gotta let us kick our shoes off. You gotta let us resituate ourselves War. to the characters... Ugh. War! Ugh. War! So? So just shit We've got happened. Anakin. We got Anakin and we got Obi-Wan. And they're in fighter pilots. Both in fighters and, and in Obi-Wan's fighter. got our old buddy R2. And no, Anakin. no, no. No, Anakin has R2. Obi ha- Obi-Wan oh, has right. R4. Oh, fucking that R4. That red piece of shit who gets his head ripped off. Yeah, that was kind of fun to watch because yeah, yeah. I hate R4. By buzz droids. Yeah. And then we have uh, Vulture droid. That's the other thing. Every 45 seconds yeah, he's like, introducing a new- Look at those, a new toy for you to buy. Yeah. But they're like naming it and then yeah, showing yeah. the three action features that toy but, will no, have. I mean, one of the most- Really, it really made my blood boil and I had forgotten about it. It's yeah. like when the buzz droid is on Obi-Wan's ship yeah. and R2's trying to zap it and Obi-Wan's like, hit the center eye. Like, it's literally like a Star Fox game. Like, yeah. it's, you know, he's just giving video game instructions to the like- programmer of this video game that will come out. And they're giving you instructions for hit the, the toy, center which eye. is like, if you hit the center eye, then the thing explodes, the spring-loaded feature. Did you have a buzz droid? No, I didn't. I will actually say, I, I don't know if I bought any Revenge of the Sith figures. Is that true? Yeah. It was in a, uh, a period of my life where I, I, I thought I was I had no time for childish things. Yeah. You uh, put away your childish things. Yeah, and then and then I got a little older and I had disposable income and now I spent all my money on toys again. Yeah, cool. Good job. Yeah, I'm doing great. Um, but uh, Merchandise Spotlight might come back this season. I don't have yeah, one yeah, prepared yeah. today, but there were, they, no, let's they ramped it up let's again. Let's do a couple. Yeah. There was some weird shit. They ramped it up again. Um, but but it was, they, they really put pedal to the metal and like, I know uh, 
uh, I was reading about the history of uh, Phantom Mass Toys recently. Sure. Um, the uh, the big selling point for this movie was they were like, we're not going to focus on characters, we're going to focus on ships and fucking droids. And you see it, because this movie starts, and it's like 80,000 ships. Oh my god. All these droids, like all these fucking There's missiles There's so many flying. droids in this movie. Yeah. And there's missiles flying, there's this extended thing with like Obi-Wan distracts the missiles by sort of zipping around and uh, Anakin goes into like a spin that makes them oh, they're like, they're like torpedo missiles yeah, like, like in addition to like missiles. the sort of laser shit we've had yeah sure and you've got the buzz droids that kind of crawl all over your ship and like sort of rip it apart piece by piece and then the vulture droids are the ones where their like legs yeah. flip down and they, they were sort of... in the first one they were in Phantom at the, Menace at, a little they're at the at end the Attack end. of the Clones and now they're like a big fucking thing yeah yeah I, I just like I don't know dude I'm 26 years old right I, I feel a million I yeah, look like I'm 12 <laughs> but but I'm 26 and I just sat there and I was like, God, I'm so thick. Get a fucking headache. Like, I felt like a grandpa watching this opening. I just was like, do yeah. kids like no, this? No, I mean, it kind of reminded me of Transformers, which I think had come out a year earlier. 2004, I think, is Transformers. The first one? Oh, no, oh, no sir. Am I wrong? 2007. It's, okay. I, I, yeah, I don't no, know sir. Yeah, no, of course it's not 2004. Wow, they've made only, they've made four of those things since 2007. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, where, like, when I, I remember when I watched Transformers, at the end I was like, I, I don't know what's happening. Like I literally, my my eyes can't track this. I love the first Transformers. I like it too. Um, but even that's an example of like, okay, that movie starts in media res with like the attack on the military base, right? Transformers does. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you see a military base that, although heightened to a bay degree, behaves like how we know a military ha- base behaves in the real world. In right? Transformers. Yes. Sure. And they're like, what's I'm this? I'm struggling to recall. Weird the... signal. What's this? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, yeah. the helicopter turns into a robot. It functions sort of as yeah, a no, horror sequence. Yeah, the beginning sequence. is good. I just think the end is horrible in Transformers. Sure. The it, it becomes good. chaos. Yeah. But but like that's the opening. And then from there we go to Shia LaBeouf. And we have like 30 minutes of character work I before agree. And you the Transformers end. Totally agree. You know? And that's like, we're talking bare minimum shit here. It's not even like fucking rich characterization. Although I do think First Transformers is a very, very functional blockbuster. Yeah. It it it's a functional blockbuster in a way the sequels are not. No, the third one's great. Third one's easily. I like the third one. The, it's a mess. I like the not third. a masterpiece, but it's really good. Yeah, but two and four are horrendous, almost unwatchable. Four was such a bummer. Yeah, two is. The this worst is movie. like that's the other thing is George has always been like pretty reserved in yes. his cinematic style. I agree. Even though he's doing like space battles, no, a lot of slow pans, a lot of you know, yeah. And he centers the frame, and yes. the action happens within the frame. And it, if much. there is any movement, it is a slow pan. Phantom Menace CGI. has really clear action. Really clear action. Attack of the Clones. Mm, well, not I so think much. It, eh. there is until the end, yeah, the when we get chaos, to yeah. the war, where he openly said, "I just went to the special effects scenes right, and come up with stuff." It. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this one must be the same process. This feels like from the get go. Yeah. He did that for everything. Well, because it's three years on. You've got better yeah. technology, one imagines. You know? Show off. But it also feels like he's so dispassionate about that he's like... I mean, because what? They say... In fucking Attack of the Clones, it's the last scene of the movie is the war breaking out, right? Sure. And he said, you know, basically what I wrote in the script was all hell breaks loose. Right. And I hand it to them and said, one interpret that how you want. Yeah. Right, he wrote one sentence. He didn't describe any of it. Yeah, this it feels like every page of the script. He went, something crazy happens. You figure it out. And then there are two lines of. You dialogue. don't think he wrote lines like, yeah, like look out, buzz droids hit the center eye. No, that's what I'm saying. I think no, he I know, wrote I know, I know, one or two lines of dialogue yeah. so that they know what to reverse engineer the toys around and how to make them work. Oh, sure. you hit the center eye, the thing explodes. That's the button. It's button activated. 
Um, and the video game designers could do that. And the rest of it was just like, I don't know, more stuff happens with shrooms. Okay. But, but I, it feels like it's made by 70 different filmmakers. The camera's fucking whizzing around, no, spinning around, doing fucking tricks, doing an ollie, a 180. Yeah, ooh. Yeah. Not Maybe to taking... Okay, do we, do we want to go through this narrative order? It's hard to go through no, narrative no, order because there's say... so much chaos I no, can't even I know, remember what like, fucking happened. In yeah. the pilot sequence, when they're in the... Th- you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin are bantering. It yes. Costs, it's the, sort of the same as Deck of Clones. It's a, yeah, so I would say ships. a little better. Just a little bit better. Okay, I make this argument. I feel like we've switched positions now. Ewan McGregor is much bigger in this movie than he is in the last two. But I think he's appropriately sized. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. He's finally like... Playing at McDermott levels. Quite hammy. He's eating the ham. And it's good. Way better than... It's like, a delicious honey-baked ham. In the yeah. first movie, he's kind of a non-entity. In the right. second movie, he's, he's too it. serious. Yeah, but he's got, some, one, he's got some gravitas in the second one. Some. But in this one, he's actually got it, in my opinion. Yeah, with slicing the ham. Hayden Christensen, still bad. Yeah, I would contend worse. Uh, worse in later scenes. But in this scene, he doesn't completely just like you know, deliver every line in a total monotone. I'll say this. I think his line readings Once are, he gets to the romance word, you know, and everything else. I, I was going to say his line readings are more natural. I would correct that by saying his line readings are less unnatural. Correct? I think we agree his line readings are less unnatural within the first 22 minutes of this movie. Right, yeah, at the start. But I, then he gets back into the old okay, habits. Okay, in the first 22 minutes of the movie, yeah. his line readings are less unnatural. Yeah. That having been said, I also think he is 50% less charismatic than he was in the first movie. And I do not think he was charismatic in the first movie. He, I think I agree with you. His line rings sound more like how a human being talks, but it also feels like they just woke him up. Like he fell asleep in between each line and they had to shake him in the green screen cockpit. <laughs> and he went, uh, Obi-Wan, I don't know what we're going to do about these droids. Even more than in the second movie, and this is truer later, yeah. where it's more just like actual dialogue scene. It really feels like George Lucas just said like to Samuel Jackson, like, okay, say uh, you sit over there. And Samuel yeah. Jackson's like, oh, um. You sit over there. And he's like, we got it. But we'll didn't let them in. read this. It was like <laughs> telling them the land, yeah, yeah. having them repeat Just it say like this a out parrot. Loud. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. It really feels that way because, yeah. But he and Christensen, okay, so we see him. He's got, Anakin's got long hair now. Remember that when he was like a, 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 like a sandy blonde little boy? Yeah. Okay, the second movie's hair's a little darker. Sure. He's got the Jedi braid. But he's got, yeah, he's got the sort of crew cut. Yeah. This movie's got dark. He's got, he's got an Obi-Wan haircut. He's got this long shoulder, yeah. Oh, but Obi-Wan's haircut was long but still neat. This That's is true. Like, it was straight. This yeah. is more, uh, you know, L'Oreal. Sort of yeah. It's got yeah. some sheen. It looks mad dirty. Yeah. I, I can't tell if he dyed his hair or Maybe. if it's gotten darker. Force dyed. And he's got a scar across his he's eye. He's got a little scar. And so it's supposed to be like, oh, this is an Anakin, I guess. And of course, he's got a robot arm. He's got a robot arm. With like arm. a black glove. Yeah. Need it even be said, this movie starts and the Clone Wars are wrapping up. Oh, yeah. Right. We didn't even, I mean, we joked about it so much, but like, yeah. Yeah. This is the last big battle of the Clone Wars. And Anakin's got the scar in his eye. We just don't, I guess, oh, now, man, it looks like he probably had a crazy battle. Something must have, He must have grown up a lot. We don't see any of that. Just got to say. Yeah. The Clone Wars makes no sense based on this battle. Go on. They, the, the Separatist army has somehow broken through everything to get to, one assumes, the most impregnable part of Republic space, right? The Coruscant must be at the center of yes. everything. Yes. So they've gone all the way in. Mm-hmm. But, and yet this is their downfall somehow. They capture the Chancellor. That doesn't work out. Yeah. You know, they, they get the Chancellor back. But then, is that it? Like, are all their ships destroyed in this? Is this like a last gasp effort? Is that the idea? How did they get all the way in, is my question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, obviously. Uh, back to Hayden Christensen. We should watch the Clone Wars show. Maybe it explains that stuff. Yeah, we should. They're two different shows we've discovered. 
One, yeah, right. one directed Jenny by Jenny Tarkovsky, who's one of, I would contend, our finest living filmmakers. I mean, he, he doesn't make films, but sure. He did make a film. It was called Hotel Transylvania, and it fucking rules. I've never seen Hotel Transylvania. I forgot that was him. Uh, ready for me to throw my soapbox down on the ground for a second? Okay. That movie gets no credit because Adam Sandler's in it? Uh, yes. Uh, but guess what? Uh, and, and all his cronies. It's like the Happy Madison crew doing all the voices. Yeah. That movie is written by Robert Smigel. It's Go got on. fucking good jokes. Yeah. It's got fucking good ass it. jokes. Did they do two? It's coming out in like two No, but weeks. I mean, like, are they involved or did they like pass that uh, I don't know if Smigel wrote on it. I no, don't know. Up. Jenny Tartowski still directed it. Jenny Tartowski, who did uh, Dexter's Lab. No, I love Jenny Samurai Tart- Jack. He's, right, yeah. Sorry. Star Wars The Clone Wars, the 2D miniseries, uh, is one of the finest the purveyors of, of real, expressive character animation. Tartowski and Smigel wrote Hotel Transylvania 2. Really? Yeah. I'm fucking, I'm so jazzed. You're there. That's my most anticipated movie of the fall. I, um, Hotel Transylvania is a film that is so immensely visual that even though I think the jokes are good, and a lot of the Sandler cronies who often sound like they're kind of fucking phoning it in, who often on screen feel like they're phoning in their performances, yeah, in this movie give active engaged performances that recall their earlier days on SNL when they gave a shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you could watch all of Hotel Transylvania on mute and you would get every single story plot point because he fucking uses animation like Chuck Jones. He Great. does. It's really expressive. He's not limited to the physics of how a character would behave. I love Pixar, but Pixar is pretty traditional and like, here's a model and we'll animate that model as if they are a puppet. Right. Hotel Transylvania characters' bodies are changing to fit their moods. They're becoming larger and smaller. Their arms are stretching out. It feels like a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon. It rules. Okay. You know what else is cool? Monsters. Monsters okay. are the best, David. Everyone should watch Hotel Transylvania. Great. Now there on he, mute. But then there was a Clone Wars. He made that. In a, no, but then there was another Clone Wars. Oh, right. So that was based on his style, but he had no involvement in it. Well, and also it was three D animation. It doesn't look as yeah, and it ran like five seasons. Yeah, I've been trying to watch. And then they made a movie of some it. of it recently. I've been trying to get into it for the sake of this podcast. Uh, I I'd only seen uh, a smattering of episodes uh, across. I'm gonna try to now go through and, and watch from the beginning. Um, uh, I've heard it gets good like season two. Yeah, no thanks. That's anyway, a big so the Clone Wars are over is our point. This is the point I was going to make. The end of the Clone Wars. I, it feels like what they're trying to show is that like Anakin's grown up and he's found whatever sort of inner peace because he doesn't seem whiny. He doesn't have the same sort of like devil may care attitude. He's yeah. a little more grounded. Definitely. And boring. And he's not like challenging. Yeah, pen boring. It's boring. True. But Obi-Wan is trying to counteract by just being like, ho, ho, ho. Obi-Wan's in the, his house. He doesn't say that. But great the, if he did that. Well, yeah, he's being a little more boisterous. He's yeah. almost hitting boss Nass levels of like. Hey, Ben. Well, is it that Obi-Wan is still a bachelor and uh, Anakin's got the old ball and chain? He does. Anakin definitely seems like <laughs> <laughs> he's got a real King of Queens vibe going on. <laughs> where he's just like, God, fucking domestic life is tough. King of Queens starring Kevin James, who plays Frankenstein in Hotel Transylvania, which you should all watch. It's who available does on Who play? Bouchard plays uh, the Wolfman. He's so good in it. He's like a he's like a wolf man who's got like seven cubs and he's just so fucking tired because he got to take care of seven wolves all the time. Um, <laughs> he's just slumped over and he goes like I gotta get time away from the kids. Um, Molly Shan's his wife. It's a great movie. Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Uh, I wish they'd called it uh, Hotu Transylvania. Hotu Transylvania. I'll admit who plays the late, who plays his daughter. 
uh, 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 Selena Gomez in a, in a surprisingly um, emotional uh, uh, voice performance. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll admit, I've seen the trailer for Hotel Transylvania yeah. two a couple times, and like, you know, it has like a couple solid laughs. I thought that I was really disappointed by the trailer for the. This could be a whole episode about I Hotel know. Transylvania. We, we got to get it off of this track right now. I was uh, not planning on seeing Hotel Transylvania. And was like, I can't believe Jenny Tardowski did it. Doesn't even look like his work. And then I had a flight get delayed, and I like went to the nearby movie theater because I had three hours to kill. Sure. And was like, this movie fucking rules, and no one's talking about it. And it wasn't not for best animated wasn't film. Wasn't it? No, I was about to ask. No, and like no, some yeah. shitty bullshit was instead. This is like pure animation. It's like everything animation can be. Well, now I really want to watch it. It's really good. Um, okay. Great comedic character animation. It was nominated for a Golden Globe. Yeah. But not enough. They got it right for once. They're usually pretty good about it, actually. Uh, CeeLo Green played uh, Murray the Mummy in the original film, and they recast him with uh, Keegan-Michael uh, Key. Is that because of the whole uh, yep. CeeLo uh, saying it's okay if he rapes people or yep. whatever, if yeah. they're asleep or something? Yeah, I forget Cee-Lo, what he did. CeeLo Green grow. doesn't... He goes, it's not possible to rape someone if they're asleep because they're asleep, so they couldn't say no. So he's saying, like, it's like, you know, who knows? 50-50. Is that, is that his argument? Like, you know, you didn't know yes, you didn't, you didn't know, know no. You definitely didn't hear no. And to that I say, hey, CeeLo Green, enjoy not playing a mummy anymore. Yeah. Well, That's your punishment. And your millions of dollars. Oh, so that year, the nominees were Brave, Frank, and Weenie, Paranorman. So, so they were like, you're wrapped. <laughs> you're Dude, 2000. Yeah. That's, that's a picture wrap on CeeLo Green. No, I just want to say, 2012, pretty stacked. Yeah. Brave, which I don't like, but you know, I think is okay. It's okay. Frank and Weenie, which is pretty good. I'm not a huge fan, but you know, I can. And I'm a huge Timber pretty... Defender, as we know. Not a huge fan. Paranorman, which is the... is the deserving maybe winner of that year, was probably my second or third favorite movie that year. Great movie. Wreck It Ralph. That was my second favorite movie. Wreck It yeah. Ralph, which is also fantastic, is really and solid. Would maybe also be my choice. I Either like Hotel Transylvania more than Wreck It Ralph. I will say. No, thank you. And then the Pirates Band of Misfits, which was the one that kind of snuck oh, it's in, really fun. but it's really a cute yeah. movie. Uh, I I like. Uh, I, I would go Paranorman, Hotel Transylvania, Wreck-It Ralph, Pirates, um, Brave. Was that the lineup? Yeah. Frankly, I don't like Frankly. Um, it was better as a short. Okay. Anyway. Anakin is boring. He's real boring. He's got nothing going on here. But I, he's almost, he's more fun in this than he is later. Yeah. yeah you know, like he only gets more boring. I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> We got to just talk about the 22 minutes. I don't want to talk about the whole movie. No. So they're shooting around and their droids coming in and shit's going fucking bananas. And it's white noise. I was watching fucking a Spielberg documentary that's him talking about his own work. Recently it was like Spielberg on Spielberg. Sure. And he was talking about 1941. And uh, Georgie, uh, Stevie Spielberg, Stevie Weavey. Is a really, friend of Georgie's. Yeah, a friend of Georgie Porgy. Stevie Weavey, I think, is very interesting because he's very candid about his failures. Yeah, and definitely. Very clear-eyed he's about He's a that. really good, like... Yeah. Uh, self-analyst. Yeah, no, yes. he's great. Yeah, and and then, so when he compliments himself on stuff, you're like, you can get yeah, away with really that. he's really happy with this because, because you can tell. Yeah, he knows when he's good and he knows when he's bad. And he was talking about 1941, and he said, you know, uh, I realized when I was sitting there in the theater, everyone was sitting there with their ears plugged. Go on. People were complaining the movie was too loud. And for, I, for wait, for which movie? 1941. Oh, yeah. Which was famously his first flop. Yeah. He was coming straight off of Jaws, Jaws and Close Encounters. Yes. It's before Raiders. Right. Yeah. He has Belushi and Aykroyd, who, like, a year before Our this movie came out, pulled off the holy trinity of, uh, what was it? Animal House was the number one movie in America. 
Oh, SNL was the number one TV show in America, and the Blues Brothers had the number one album in America. Those so John Belushi like couldn't have been bigger, and Aykroyd was like his best collaborator. Absolutely, right? And he's like, I'm putting fucking Aykroyd and Belush in an action comedy. Spielberg's gonna go to fucking war. He's got a huge budget. Ned With like Beatty, a weird premise. Warren though. Oates, all these weird character actors, great character actors. Yeah, and the movie's just it's such a big flop. And everyone thinks Spielberg's cooked. A, no, it wasn't a flop money-wise, but it was just, it was seen as a flop. It was a disappointment, yeah. and it was not liked. Yeah, no, absolutely. After all of his movies had been like, he had yet to make a movie that wasn't like... No, I, I know. A wild I, success. Well, The Sugar Land success. Was a wild success in relation I know, I know. to... It doesn't matter. Whatever, We're not whatever, here whatever, whatever, whatever. He said it was too loud. Sure. And he was like, I didn't mix it any louder than my other movies. Mm. But it was the illusion of there was no silence in the movie. I had no moments of rest. Mm. So you're sitting there and it's action, 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 then comedy and people are yelling. The bullets are flying and there are lights and everything. And even visually, it was too loud. There was too much going on that people felt like they couldn't rest. And he was like, that taught me the most important lesson as a filmmaker, that you need to have these sort of peaks and valleys. I'm misquoting right. it. He worded it much more perfectly. But he was like, you know, the yeah. small moments are what are effective and build up to the larger moments. And Spielberg is a master of silence, knows when to really, like, pull back and make you focus on something, not even use Johnny Williams' score. But George Lucas. Well, this movie is, like, the first 20 minutes are just fucking 1941. And it's interesting because he also talks about yeah. Lucas in his commentaries, like, energy and how, like, the movie is slow here and then it picks up speed and we don't want to lose momentum. Like, he he seems to be attuned to this, but then... It doesn't show. My favorite moments in favorite moments in Phantom and Clones, especially mm. in Phantom, are the moments that are a little quieter. There's oh, some moments yeah. where he just has ships going by, as we said, within frame, or just a very, very slow sort of pan, you yeah. know? Things like that. It's like, okay, there's a nice sort of rhythm to this. And this is like the first 22 minutes of the movie are like a wash for me because there's so everything's flying by, so much is going on. Every line the characters say is like a fucking one liner. Yep. There's so much Or noise. like horrible piece of information yeah expository you know, like, dialogue yeah, terrible yeah. like clunky it, it's just like my brain just shut off okay and like we got the battle and then i think as you're mentioning there's this thing where they like crash into the ship oh right they and then a there's a crazy like, crash oh they barely make it in yeah and, and there's yeah. a bunch of droids in there and like r2 has like four things okay we gotta talk like, about r2 we gotta talk like, about r2 running around he lights them on fire he sprays them with oil r2's suddenly inspector gadget and it's really annoying. It's really fucking annoying. R2 has, by and large, been a tactical yeah. robot. Yeah. He's a repair droid, basically. Right. And he's just simple, utilitarian. Yeah. He's not meant to move around. You put him in the ship. He yeah. repairs shit, right? And in the second movie, he had this brief like moment of insanity where he like brutalizes C-3PO and flies around. But like it doesn't have any relation to anything, and it just sort of felt And also, on. the only special power we saw him use was the rockets. Like, even knocking off C-3PO, like, he did that in a very, like, in a way that was consistent with his movements in the first movie, sure, if that makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dragging this... C-3PO's head was like, okay, he's got, like, a cord. All of a sudden, he's got, like, four arms that come out of his body. Like He's, like, holding lines. a cell phone. He's, like, holding a cell phone. Those blue lines on <laughs> I know, his chest. I know, I know. They're, like, little arms. Aren't just, like, they flip out. They're, like, articulated with, like, multiple joints in them. And then he's also got that data spike thing. Yep. Plus, he's got the, like, the rockets. Yeah, and he's he can, can shoot. He can fucking pee-pee oil. <laughs> he pee-pees oil. And then he uses the rockets to burn people with the oil. He's fucking, he's Inspector Gadget. And um, he's goofy. But not only that, and I, I watched He's the, moving so I watched, fast, too. I watched the movie with my girlfriend last night, and she had some insights. Humble uh, Because she hasn't, yeah. <laughs> because she hasn't seen um, this movie. I don't think she'd ever seen this okay. movie. Okay. 
She'd seen the other one. Okay. And she was just as, as really horrified, especially when he pees oil all over them and then sets them on fire. Yep, gross. The, the big battle droids. And she was like, he's not supposed to be violent. Like, R2's like a, you know, cute little guy. He likes, you know... You know, he's sort of an ornery little guy, but he's not like, it's like a shockingly violent scene. Like, imagine if those weren't robots. I would contend that these first two 20 minutes are entirely violent. They're, no, they're crazy. Now, this movie is rated PG-13. Yeah. The other two movies are rated PG. George is pushing George it. is literally like, check it out, because someone is beheaded in the first 20 minutes. Well, even the droid violence seems weirdly uh, more visceral and frightening than it did in other movies. Like, I, I don't know if I'm just misremembering, but every time they, like, slash a droid, mm-hmm. it's done this very angry way. Yeah, sure. And then the inner guts of the droid are, like, this bright, <laughs> seared orange yeah. that looks kind of, like... Yeah, and the droids talk a lot, too. They're like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> like... <laughs> Whereas before, it was just kind of like you're knocking down, like, like mm-hmm. you know, it's a house of cards being knocked over by, like, a, a fly swatter. Yeah. Now it's suddenly, like, you're cutting things in half, and these things seem to have feelings, and their deaths are more grotesque. Right. And it all feels like they almost look, when they're split up, a little more organic than they used to. Sure. It, it, not like he's no, I know literally implying they're organic. It might the just be because used. there's more technology so they can like just make them look a little better. Sure. And like, that almost bites them in the ass. But there's like a lot more like red and orange that recalls the viscera of the human there's body. There's also the clones. Like that's not like this movie has added this other CGI person thing. Oh, we'll uh, get to that. Very important sidebar. We it, should talk about it cuz they are in the first 22 yes, minutes. In in the opening fucking thing when like Anakin and Obi-Wan are talking over their intercoms and like making fucking jokes or whatever. They're like, "Sir, da 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 da." da and they like cut to a clone trooper. But he's not a clone trooper. He's a clone, but he's like wearing just like a fighter pilot uniform. He's yeah. not wearing the standard clone trooper arm, armor. No. Armoire. And he. It's uh, Tamara Morrison. It's Tamara Morrison. And I was like, why does his face look weird? It looks almost like Tamara Morrison is CGI. Right. And I realized what it is, is he's wearing not like a stormtrooper helmet, but like a fighter pilot helmet. Yeah. That's like a it helmet with, like with a, a visor. Orange visor, yeah. The visor is fucking computer generated. The helmet is fucking computer generated. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know if you ever use. Um, uh, like FaceTime, and there are filters you can do on FaceTime. I haven't. This is a thing you can like put bunny ears on someone's head. Yeah, or whatever. and so there's like a, a tracking yeah. thing in your computer that like looks and like when you move your head, the bunny ears stay roughly on top That's of your head. Cool. That's pretty but cool. But there's some lag time. Yeah, if you right, move around right, quickly, right. the bunny ears are floating around. I didn't notice this, although obviously it looked super CGI. Jumped out to me. I was like, what? What looks unnatural here? It's literally the only organic thing in the frame is his face, and even that doesn't. It doesn't look right. Because there's CGI yeah, and the no, visor yeah, yeah, yeah. over it. And the helmet, and it's like, when his face is moving, they're trying to move the helmet around it. Hey, guess what, George? Put a fucking helmet on a head. Um, it's also, let's talk about... Put a helmet! All right, okay, okay. Yes, 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 yes. On a head! But it's really creepy, because there's this whole thing where they have to, like, get to the Star Destroyer thingy, mm-hmm. and um, the clones basically, like, block the laser fire and die like kind of that's like kind of their job like Anakin's like let's go help them and Obi-Wan's like they're doing their job dying Mm -hmm. Uh, the whole clone thing is they don't get into it enough it's really weird and creepy yep so really strange C-3PO's R2-D2's going all go go gadget yeah Anakin and Obi-Wan start like trying to make their way through the ship we meet this fucking guy Grievous 
Mm-hmm. Grievous is a robot. What the a- worst. He's a robot. The worst character in all three movies. Worse than Jar Jar Binks. Worse than, uh, what's his pants? Uh, Nemoidian, what's the you know, legal? Oh, uh, New Conrad. New Conrad. Worse than all of them, in my opinion. Well, this is a very important point. We meet General Grievous. Yep. He's a, he's a robot with a cape. He's a robot with a cape. Now, my girlfriend said, and you wanted me to repeat this because yeah. I told you last one. Yeah, her immediate I always reaction say save it for the podcast. Why, you always want to talk. Why is the robot wearing a cape? Is he cold? Yes. Which is, He's made of metal. Oh. Metal conducts temperatures. No, metal. Uh, think about how cold metal gets. But robots, he's a robot. Why would he be cold? None of the other ones wear capes. Because it's made of metal. Metal gets cold. I don't understand. The logic is airtight here for me. Think why about is how cold he, metal is in the, in the winter. He has essentially what feels like a smoker's cough. Yeah, because he's got a cold. That's why he's wearing the cape. <laughs> he's sort of like, Ugh, bring the Jedi to me. <clears throat> like, it's the most David, no, bizarre see, this tracks character. for me. This is set in the winter. He's wearing you. a cape because he's cold and he has I like really, a common house. He's got I a, really I mean, he's got the flu. I don't know. He's wheezing. He really? looks somewhat organic. I mean, there's like... He, you're my like, least favorite person. Oh, thank you. You're my best friend. Yeah, he has organic pieces. Like he has eyes yeah. that are kind of like snake-like. And, and the the flesh around his eyes looks like singed. Like maybe he was, right, like it was a like man burned onto built. him. Yeah, something like that. Like he's Robocop. And then Robo-Cop not to spoil sucked. the rest of the movie because you don't want to talk about it, but yeah. he has like internal, some sort of internal organ. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. No, it's not. I remember that now. Um, John Grievous is there at his base and he's like, <coughs> like it's all right. The second, this feeds into like the white noise thing of the movie that's going on right. Like, they introduce him, and he's got seven different ticks at the yeah, same time. He's, yeah, yeah the, he's got a cape. He's limping. He's coughing. He's yeah, got weird oh, eyes. I don't have it. He collects lightsabers in his jacket. Like, I already <laughs> can't pay attention to this character because too much is there's too much business. There is entirely too much. And not much only business. that, we've been told this is like a important character yeah. who somehow kidnapped the chancellor. He comes off immediately like a fool like a fool like he's decrepit yeah he doesn't seem to be able to like walk around really well no. he this whole chancellor kidnapping plan isn't working no, he takes not. the jedi's lightsabers and literally puts them in his pocket yeah they immediately just call them back like you couldn't put him in like a locked box at least he's like oh, i'll add it to my collection opens jacket has a pocket puts them in the pocket the jacket doesn't close there's no zipper it's a cloak. It's not a jacket. It's a, cl- it's a cloak. It's a cape. He's got, right, a, fuck he's got a cape pocket. It's just, it's literally, what? Why, why do you, why, like, put them away. Yeah, they character. have force powers. They can, they can make anything go into their hands. He's it's, a bad character. He's the worst character. There's so much more to talk about with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I think that he's in the cartoons, right? Yes. Like, it, like that's where his backstory he's lies. He's really cool in the Johnny Tarkovsky cartoon. I bet. He I'm sure. He fucking makes a meal he's, out of his design. And they make him an almost silent character, and so oh, just he's a physical. Wait, we presence. forgot to mention his accent because he has like a, a, a Dracula accent. Yeah, he's like bring the Jedi to me. It feels very uh, like inspired by Hotel Transylvania. It's a very <laughs> Hotel Transylvania vibe. Blah blah blah. Now I Everyone read that Gary Oldman almost played this role. Yeah, and then I heard John Reese Davies almost played the role, and but, instead, a guy who worked at Industrial Light and Magic played this role. How did that happen? I have no was he just idea. like in the like in the canteen and was going like oh, 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 I'm Dracula and and George Lucas was like hire this man. I really think Georgie Porgy wanted to get this movie over with. Yeah, it's possible because um, I believe Oldman couldn't do it because the movie has these like weird union rules and like you had yeah. to be like you know 
And uh, that that was the rumor I heard, at least, that that was the reason he couldn't do it. I think it also just fits into, like, his... I've been trained in lightsabers by Count Dooku. The same part of him that would rather CGI a helmet rather than put a helmet on a head (laughs) would rather just get a guy... Oldman's fussing? Fucking Jimmy over there Get a guy from down the hall. Oh, should we have one of our finest living actors? No, that guy over there mopping up. (laughs) Have him play Grievous, you know? Can you do a voice? I'm trying to I'm trying to find this guy's name, the the actor's name. Yeah, whatever. It is. No, I'm interested. Um uh but this is a very important point, David. Matthew Wood. Yeah, right. Go on. But it's also so modulated the performance. I mean, it's like whatever voice he's doing, it's also run through like 17 Absolutely. filters. No, I mean it cause. sounds it sounds awful. There's so much You can barely tell what he's talking about. Not that it matters. There's so much camera movement too. There's so much fake CGI camera movement that's like you barely can get your bearings within a single frame. Yeah. David, so much visual information, yes. so he's, much noise. He's a sound editor, by the way. That's who Matthew Wood is. Yeah. Well, it sounds like he did two bad jobs on this movie. I just bought like a new fucking sound system for my TV. And it sounded all it sounded all burnt out. Yeah, I was like, "Is my thing not working?" Okay, well, did you get one of those bars? Yeah, I did. Yeah, those things are good. It's right? fucking great. My got, friend has one. He really got likes a Yamaha it. soundbar from Costco. Can't they, recommend it. They're sponsoring it us. Yeah, yeah. How yeah. much did you pay for that? Costco. Yeah. Uh, it will. Okay, so here's the thing. Mm. It's usually I think probably two fifty in any mm-hmm. other store. Yeah, yeah. That's how much. Costco's price was two nineteen. Guys, get yourself over to Costco. Get yourself a Yamaha. Oh, David, I'm not done yet. Oh, because Costco had an immediate in-store rebate. No <gasps> need to mail it in. One eighty nine. Damn. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. And they had Samsung as well for one eighty nine. Multiple options. Costco's the best. They're sponsoring us. Please sponsor us. Um. Grievous is like <laughs> what's going on here? No wait. We should actually pull back because in between the space battle and Grievous is the Dooku fight. <clears throat> I'm talking about the very first introduction of Dooku. Oh, okay. I, I, right, okay. Grievous. Fair I'm actually yeah. going this is before back he captures further, them, which right. is just when he sees that they're coming towards him, and he turns to like an Nemoidian mm-hmm. and goes like, uh, "Whatever, whatever the fucking dialogue is. I don't remember yeah. something." Blah, 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 blah. But the Nemoidian, and it's a new Nemoidian. I don't think we've seen before. Yeah. Goes like, sir, the Jedi's are coming for us. Yeah, he has an American accent. I know, I noticed that. This is huge. It is. It's interesting. <laughs> They're like, uh, maybe this guy should talk different. Yeah. He almost sounds like a Californian surfer. Yeah, no, he does. You're right. You're absolutely right. He's looking at some. Like, like, sir, the Jedi's are approaching. Some, yeah, and 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 General Grievous is like, uh, use the blaster shield. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, spaghetti. Yeah, make a pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's like a diner chef. <laughs> It's <laughs> too bad. Jaxer Jaxer's not been in this one, by the way. Uh, not at all? No, I know. Fuck this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just turn it off. TC14 comes back, though, right? Griffin. Double fuck this movie. Um, uh, <laughs> I, it does feel like uh, in a in a severe instance of too little, too late. Mm-hmm. Someone or, finally prevailed on George. Or the Georgie Porgy was trying to go like, see, they don't all sound like that. It was right. just those specific characters. But Newt Gunray does come back, and guess what? He sounds like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you're saying, like, look, he just has an accent those from guys, his planet. Specifically, they're all regionally, that was <laughs> not Chinese aliens. Maybe that one grew up in space China. Yeah, space China. This guy grew up in space Valencia. He sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. <laughs> For one minute. He's got, like, two lines, yeah. And he goes like, sir, I think the Jedi's are here. Um, so no, but I think that is after the Dooku fight. Because they have There's Palpatine one line he has before them. the Dooku no, fight where they seem approach. Okay. So let's talk about the Dooku fight. Because this is business. actually insane. They're getting through. They get into a room. There's they a just get tear. into a room, just, by the way. I mean, okay, no, there's some business with like an elevator shaft. They go up, they go down. R2's they like some Magna Guards. But once they get to the room, the room is just fucking empty. Empty room. 
Palpatine's sitting in a chair with like something bound to his hand. You know, he's he's tied to the chair. But he seems weirdly calm. He does. I mean, you know. Oh, thank you so much for showing it. Whatever we know. So they come up and they're like talking to him. Uh, yeah, I feel like he has a couple interesting lines. I, I don't. Uh, he's basically there. like. Watch out, he's a Sith Lord. And Obi-Wan's like, Before Dooku shows up, there was like an exchange that I'm forgetting that I thought was kind of interesting at the time, but whatever. We'll talk about it when we watch the movie fucking nine more times. Yeah. Um, uh, Uh, He's very calm. He goes, oh no, look, a Sith Lord. Turn around, Dooku's there. Dooku's there. He does this embarrassing CGI jump down. Okay. This is the third Yoda jump that has happened so far in this movie. I know, it's crazy. We talked about how the Yoda jumping around thing was like the moment where Attack of the Clones just totally broke. Uncanny Valley, like we said with JD. Uh, Morgan Evans, a former guest, referred to him as being like Flubber. (laughs) He said, Yoda just turns into Flubber. He's just Flubber. (laughs) Gorb Morgan there. Thank you. There are three. Flubber jumps in the first 22 minutes. You mean of the like movie. with the elevator? Obi Wan does stuff. a flubber jump. Yeah, no, he does. Obi Wan does. does a total flubber jump where he suddenly just becomes a cartoon rag doll. Yeah. Then R2 does a flubber jump. Yes. No then, question does a flubber jump. No, yeah, jump. and then Chris Lee. And Chris Lee. And we talked about how, like, oh, clearly there's some doubles in this because he's an old man. Yeah, but it's done pretty old. seamlessly in clones. Uh, it's better. They they figured it out. They choreographed it smarter, I think. So the, they had to do that less. And they're less. doing wide shots. They're doing wide shots, and obviously he's bouncing off of an unreal thing anyway, so the and, unreal thing can bounce. And also, his fighting style was very classical. Yoda's jumping around, but he's standing there and sort of just fencing. Right, exactly. He's got his arms outstretched. He's very real. This one, he's showing off for a minute when he oh does this God. somersault. You know he's fake the entire yeah, time. It's Because his head is barely connected to his body. I know. He does a somersault just to show up. And then He let- could have walked down the the fucking stairs or just jump straight down and says so he has a fucking flip and then he's doing crazy motions he knocks out Obi-Wan no I'm sorry before he knocks out Obi-Wan I yeah. really want to highlight Obi-Wan's oh. line of don't worry Sith Lords are speciality uh, yeah. what just, Sith Lords uh, alright Obi-Wan killed one Sith Lord one time one time and too late and After then he had killed his and Dooku mentor. chopped off one of them's arm and you know put a fucking you know boiler on the other one. So that was a draw at best. Right. So they thought. The Sith <laughs> so Lords, I don't know about Sith Lords are our special. They thought that the Sith Lords were dead. Right at the beginning of Phantom Menace, they think Sith Lords no longer exist. Absolutely. They kill one Sith Lord after he kills Obi Wan's very best true. friend and mentor. Very true. He did kill someone. Forgot about that. Kills him, but like too late. Right. Yeah. Doesn't kill Dooku. Nope. Let him get. Let's him get away. They still don't know who the actual they Sith Lord is. So I'm sorry. That's not your speciality. No. Nope. Speciality is. I killing... mean, maybe that George is trying to be ironic that he's saying it to the real Sith. I don't Lord. think so. No, probably not. No, I think his speciality <laughs> is battle droids. Which big whoop. Anyone could kill a fucking battle. He droid. can kill a lot of them. I though. could fart on a battle droid and it'd break in half. Anyway, as you say. They they kind of chat with Dooku for a second where Dooku's like, hand over those sabers, gentlemen, you know, no, don't want to make a mess. And they're like, ah, fuck you, we're going to fight you. And then he just drops like a staircase on Obi-Wan. Yeah, they're fighting like crazy. In like the shittiest CGI as well. Yeah. Obi-Wan's like pinned. It looks it looks terrible. Oh, there's one line where he goes like, this time let's fight two against one. Let's fight at the same yeah, time. Yeah, he, he says something like that. It's like, yeah, right. oh, right, smart. He's yeah, learned. maybe you shouldn't. Ooh, he's mature. Yeah. No, that's basic fucking logic. If you're two good guys but and there's one do bad guy, time. don't go like, you go first, By I'll hang By the way, back. Dooku had lightning powers last time. Those are mysteriously disappeared this he, time. Not sure why. He could have saved his own life he had he... almost throws this fight, it feels like. Yeah, it feels like... It really is pretty bad. It feels like Hari Kari. Because, yeah, he and Anakin fight for a bit. Yeah. 
uh, he has this thing where Anakin's like, my powers have doubled since I last, and he's like, twice the pride, double the fall. How much later does this movie take place? I, like, Several so- years. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Um, Actually, I could try to find out. They're watching the fight. Palpatine is fucking loving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, <laughs> get him. Because <laughs> good, Anakin, good. Yeah, it's totally like, true. He's just going like, ooh, interesting. Like, he's fucking having a ball, right? He's playing both teams. And he's just enjoying the fight. Then, what happens? It's been three years, just okay. so that you know. Since so it's Attack a three-year war. Yeah. Anakin. Uh, Anakin chops off, in a kind of a weird fluid move, chops off Dooku's hands. Both of them. Yeah. Sort Gross. of like brings, Really yeah, 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 it's, yeah, it's pretty nuts. It's, <laughs> it's pretty nuts. It's pretty jarring. Dooku falls to his knees. Yeah. Anakin catches his blade like with ease and just like gives him the old sort of, you know, puts them to his neck. He's got like chopsticks going. He's got like a blade in each hand pointing the opposite direction so he's got a blade against each yeah, side yeah, of his of neck. Course. And Dooku's just looks like a sad grandpa all of a sudden. He's just so upset. He's so defeated. And Palpatine's like, finish him. No, he literally says, kill him. Kill him. And Anakin's just like a like, command. It's not like he's like requesting it. He no, he goes, goes like, Anakin, good, kill Anakin, good. Yeah. Kill it. And Anakin's like, oh, no, I don't know if I should do that. That's not the That's Jedi, Jedi way. God, yeah. Yeah, and, Anakin's getting really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's getting really and, good. And really Palpatine good. literally, you would hope maybe that there'd be, Palpatine would really sort of try and sell this and be like, oh, you got to kill him. He'll come. You know, like he just said, do it. Isn't there a moment too where he goes like, remember what we talked about? No. He just says, It might happen it. after he kills Dooku. But there's a line in here that implies that they have been meeting and talking a lot. They were supposed to know that, yeah, that Anakin's gotten very close with the Emperor. I mean the Chancellor. Right. And it's like, well, show us that. No, no, no. They won't. And um, That should have been happening No, no, no. Too. No, thank you. And. <laughs> That's an interesting dynamic. Maybe that should have been on screen. The developing of their relationship. How they go from zero to 60. The end of he's like, I'm going to keep an eye on you, boy. No, Attack, Attack of the Clones, he does almost nothing. Pats he him on the shoulder. barely corresponds with yeah. Anakin. We shall watch your career with great interest. Right, right, exactly, yeah. right. And then in this one, he just, it, it, something, ha- everything good happened off screen. Anyway, Anakin chops off his head. And he's immediately, like, he's so even keeled about it, right? Anakin? Yeah. yeah. He's like, I don't know if I should. And Palpatine's like, you shouldn't. He's like, okay, I will. Decapitates, yeah, right? Gross. Head rolls, gross. Yep. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And then Anakin goes like, eh, "I shouldn't have done that." <laughs> like that was a bad idea. Yeah, he goes, "That was a bad Which, idea." Which, by the way, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Like, kill the Sith Lords. They're magical wizards of dark evil. <laughs> like, I don't actually really get why it's supposed to be like, no, they should probably die. They are yeah. impossible to imprison. But he was like so wrecked. They shoot lightning guilt. out of their hands he for crying out loud. So wrecked with guilt about, about the uh, slaughtering the, the genocide Raiders, of the Tusken Which was pretty horrifying. Let's not Yeah, forget. no, agreed. Right? But he was very emotionally affected by it. Yeah, that. this one, he's just like, ugh. Gross. You know what? That was a mistake. <laughs> you anyway, know what? That was bad. Bad on me. Anyway. He frees Palpatine. And Palpatine's like, no, 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 it was good, it was good. Yeah, yeah, and he's Palpatine. like, I don't know. Now, this movie really is about how every character's internal logic radar is broken. Yeah. Because Palpatine is basically just like a serpent at this point. He's like, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And then he's like, Palpatine's like, we gotta go, forget Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan Palpatine, is- Palpatine's got a big foam finger that says <laughs> Sith on it. Obi-Wan is literally lying peacefully with like a staircase kind of touching his ankle. He looks beautiful. <laughs> and he's Palpatine a, a is beautiful like, slumber. It's he's over. like sleeping he's beauty. He's dead. Yeah. And and uh, like Anakin's like, don't worry about it. Like just like he's uh, he says uh his fate will be our own. Yeah, yeah, right. So they take Anakin they take Obi-Wan. But like, why isn't Anakin like, hold up? Like, 
excuse me. Like, I just, like, stormed this, like, whole starship. And, like, I can pick up the stupid staircase for one second. Why are you pushing this? Yeah. Because Palpatine doesn't drop it. He's like, no, there's no time. And and Grievous, Grievous gets away. Uh, well, yeah, there's a whole scene where Grievous, like, steals their lightsabers and R2. And then R2 does this, like, decoy trick where he, like, turns on all his devices at once. And then they use that the distraction. Gadget copter. He has yeah. the magnifying glass coming out of the top of his hat. <laughs> they use that distraction to grab their lightsabers from Grievous's cape pocket. Yeah. And uh, then there's a lot of business with like the starship like starts going down, and then they level it off. And Are they take control they of the starship, it. and they're trying to fucking bring it back to Earth. It oh. sucks. It sucked, and it's it's so hard to fucking. And yeah, watch. Grievous escapes. I guess I don't know. He gets in a ship or something. So remember how we thought that the choice to uh, let Grievous, uh, sorry, Dooku get away at the end of Clones was yep. uh, unfulfilling, <laughs> narratively, on a dramatic Talk level. Talk about unfulfilling. And then we we're like, it must be because they're setting him up as the big bad. And then he's like the intermediary boss. Yeah, not even. He's the first boss. Grievous is the intermediary boss. Yeah. That's how shitty Dooku is in this movie. The coughing robot. With a cloak and snake eyes is the intermediary boss. Grievous is, uh, Dooku is on screen for three minutes. Yeah. And for two minutes and 54 seconds of those three minutes, it is a, uh, it's a CGI, Christopher Lee head yeah, yeah. on a it's cartoon rag doll. It's a flubber. It's a flubber. He's a flubber. Yeah. Christopher Flubberly. Right. Um, this is what I would equate the first 22 minutes of this movie to. I would say it is like watching someone else play a video game. That is a really good point. Because. Except, like, a bad video game. Because, well, like, my roommate will watch me play The Witcher 3, like, wrapped with attention. Yeah, but that's a video game with a strong narrative arc. Exactly. I'm saying, they're, like, if you're watching someone play, like, a war game or a space battle game. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, like, perfect. that would be fun if I was doing that. Maybe. If I had stake in this because I was controlling it and was trying to get through it, and it feels very mission-based. Like, shoot this, get this. Hit the center eye. Knock out those droids. Yeah, all that shit, Right. Activate oil slick. Right. They are like giving you video game commands like they're an NPC. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Hit C left. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the only time I could get engaged with this movie was I went, well, this would be fun to play. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Because to start in media res with this with so much fucking sound and, and fury. And fury, right? Just this white noise, this cacophony of just fucking nonsense happening. We don't care about these characters. We already haven't cared about them for two films. You're dropping us in and not even giving us time to reassimilate, you know? Like, get our bearing. And so it's just like, the only way I would have stake in this is if I was actually trying to make this shit happen. If I was trying to pilot the ship. But, and instead, you're just watching it and going like, can, can I get a turn or can we watch something well, together? And the other because problem, it's not fun for me to watch. The other problem, which we've talked about before, which recurs through all the films, is that the Jedis, it's like watching one of those like YouTube speedrunners who knows everything already and is really like committed and boring and focused and arrogant. to it. Yeah. It's like, like uh, the this might be hard just, for some of you, but they for me. walk into what seems like a crazy situation. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Slice, slice, slice. Anyway, move next room. You know, there's no fun. They're the, having no the fun. The are douchebags in this movie. Like, they're so cocky. There's no struggle. We have so much to talk about. It's someone doing a speed run of a video game. This right? movie. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's watching someone do a speed run of a video game. That's not great. And, I and just, at the same time, they do that and it's not great. But then Senator Palpatine is based, uh, Chancellor is like, <laughs> I'm evil. And they're like, oh, hi, Chancellor. Nice to see you. Anyway, let's keep going. They're so stupid. And let it be said, McDermott's killing it. Great. From the we have a lo- We're going to have a lot to talk about with him. We Can't might wait do a whole episode on him. No. No. He's so good. I love Sith. He's, he's, but, I mean, 
you wish the movie would rise to that level of fun, you know, to that yep. level of theatricality, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yep. Well, this has been episode one of Revenge of the Podcast. Yeah, I guess we're done. Is there anything we missed? I don't no, think, I so. think so. I mean, we'll rewatch it. I'm sure we already forgot a ton of things. But, <laughs> um, but you know, we don't see Padme. We don't see some of our old faves, like, you know, in this first opening sequence. Oh, no. We're There's seeing... no Padme. There's no, no like, 3PO. Um, uh, no Dexter There's Jasmine, no, no Mace 14, Windu. Or, no Mace or, or Windu. Yoda. No Yoda. There's no Ellen Sleesbagano. Uh, no, no. I mean, I, the bomber. he comes back, right? Uh, we'll see. Why fucking set up that thread about him trying to go on the straight and narrow if we're not going to see him turn out well? I want like the end of a boyhood. Yeah, right. Where, where the, the guy, where, where the, the migrant worker, like, like yeah. went to school and became uh, like your a, mother's a great woman. I actually really like that scene, even though people hate that scene in Boyhood because it's that scene is so out of the blue. Yeah, weird. Like you know, because he's there just in a restaurant. and He's yeah. like. Hi, remember me from like an hour ago? Yeah. You told me to go to school like while you were walking away like over your shoulder? Yeah. Well, I went to school and I really appreciate that advice that you gave me. And you're like, oh, yeah, nice job, white lady. You told like, you know, the, the migrant worker to go savior to school. The white element of it is gross, but, um, yeah. but I like, I think David Ehrlich made this point to me, but I seized it and remembered it, is like boyhood's about like watching someone slowly develop and not really realizing it because you're with them all the time but this is like it's there's like a drastic development off screen yeah i like that and it's like yeah like time has passed like people's circumstances change wildly yeah sometimes yeah i yeah i i wish it's just a little it's a little racially it's a it's a little it is yeah but i like the idea of it yes i do um boyhood's a good movie yeah what was i why was i equating it to boyhood uh you're talking about ellen sleeves back now Oh, yeah, we want him to come back and go, like, I don't know if you remember me, but I met you at a bar. Episode four is probably about that. I'm just assuming now we're so stupid that there's an episode four. Well, Disney did buy the company, so I'm assuming they did that in order to make an episode Maybe four. Maybe that's what it is. That's probably what... We could probably look forward to an episode four from Disney sometime in the next five or ten years. I mean, it takes a long time for movies to get off the ground. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll be talking about this movie for a bunch of weeks, and then after that, I don't know, we'll go on to other movies because we'll have to wait for episode four to come out. Uh, we got some great guests coming up this People season. People hate the bit. <laughs> uh, we got some it. great guests. Yeah, I don't know what the hey, fuck hey, you're ben. talking about. Ben's looking at me with just scorn. You're being <laughs> a real sleaze bag now right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got some great guests coming up. David doesn't even know about them. They're going to be fucking exciting surprises. They got tons uh, of Twitter followers. Let's turn this off and you can tell me who they are. They'll push to the top of the charts. All right, tons of Twitter followers. Let me take some guesses. Taylor Swift. Yep. Oh, that'd be amazing. What if Taylor Swift came on this podcast? You know what I've been thinking a lot lately? Shoot. I think Taylor Swift would like me. Yeah, probably. I think she would think I was fun. I'm not anyway. saying she would like like me. Yeah, no, go ahead. Although yeah. a boy can dream. But I do I do think we'd hit it off. And we'd shake it off. If you know what I'm saying, David, I think Taylor Swift and I would shake ben, it ben, off. Ben, turn off his yeah, I know, yeah. Please, rate, <laughs> review, yes, subscribe. Yes, listen to other UCB network Podcasts. So you're going through a breakup? Yeah. Menage a trois with Murph and Diana? You tell it. You're telling me uh, to tell her that's the name of the, no, other that's the, name of the show. Okay. You tell it. Uh, um, long form conversations. Long form. That's what I was thinking. Uh, please, yeah, do do uh, listen to all of those. Subscribe, rate, review. Don't be a fucking Sith. Five stars or nothing. That's great. Uh, and once again, remember, if you give us one star, you are not allowed to listen anymore. So or be a guest. Think through on that, Taylor. Dear, oh dear. That is all I have to say on the matter. I look forward to watching the rest of this film. 
unlike with Attack of the Clones where I loved the beginning of the movie and then knew already that it didn't pay out, I'm going into this with the opposite opinion. I know you hate this movie. I do. I think I'm looking at the worst. first 22 minutes. I'm going, who knows what happens in the back? We the back. just dissed it for so long. Yeah, but I've only seen the first 22 minutes. I don't this know. This movie is the worst of the Star Wars. Impossible. Movies. It's not impossible. impossible. In fact, it's very likely. Impossible. Yep. Although I haven't liked one thing that has happened on screen so far, other than E. McDermott's performance. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. We'll be back next week with Taylor Swift. Will we? Yeah, we'll be dis- discussing sound mixing. We'll be discussing... Taylor Swift is like a, a J.D. Amato-level savant when it comes to the technical aspects of She's sound. She's been in the music industry since she was 16 you years old. You think I'm fucking joking? I'm not. Taylor Swift will be our guest next week talking about sound mixing. She's going to teach me a thing or two. Yeah. Great. She knows where the UCB well, that, training center... Why do you center? think I'm bringing her in? Oh. I'm glad you're taking the hint. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I've been realizing some old episodes, Ben. You haven't done some of the edits that we asked you to. That's true. All those times I told you to edit out. Mention of your father's financial problems. Yeah, I think fucking you added some in. It feels like some episodes you dropped ben audio from other Griffin. episodes. Ben does a great Griffin. He does a great Griffin. Taylor Swift will be coming here next week to talk about Matthew Wood's sound mix on the film, his sound editing on the film. We'll give Ben some helpful pointers, yep. and we'll try to hit it off. I Look, just as friends. I'm just looking for friends. If she wants something more, I don't know. That's fine. But I just think we'd really get along. I think we have a lot in common. Great. Uh, thank you for listening, and as always, shake it off.